And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Steve Vega. Thank you again for joining me on your weekend. We are finally here, the last preseason game, and the season is underway. If you hear any background noise, it is because <laughs> I'm actually going to be heading to work pretty soon, and I parked up. I got my podcast equipment with my laptop, and, and I'm in my car. But I'm, I'm parked, I'm safe, I'm in a parking lot, I'm recording this, guys. So I'm not doing anything illegal. Um, guys, I am so excited for today's show. There is a ton of cuts that are going to make Bill's Mafia feel very uncomfortable. But hey, I'm here to talk about a couple of things today. There's a lot of eggs to crack. Um, I'm going to attempt to cut the most vital, crack the most vital, and um, hopefully you guys can keep up with me. <laughs> I tend to uh, head down a rabbit hole sometimes, but I feel like we all do that whenever it comes down to talking about football. There's a lot to talk about. Um, but guys, we're here. We, we made it. There is one four Stefan Diggs jersey days left until the first game of the NFL season. The Buffalo Bills will be playing Los Angeles Rams in SoFi Stadium. So far, top headlines we got going on. Tavon Austin cut. Cody Ford is traded. So, you know, it's starting to seem like the Bills are ready to start cutting loose ends and make some noise this season. You know, speaking about Cody Ford here, um, so think about it, right? Get in Cody Ford's shoes. Personally, I feel quite terrible for him due to the fact that the Buffalo Bills started him in his rookie year at right tackle. Um, the position he's familiar with, obviously. And, you know, we, we all know about his story. We all know about him and Kyler Murray um, and how finally, you know, things came to fruition and now they're able to play together. Uh, we'll see for how long. Uh, Cody's suffered several injuries, right? But um, after several chances, um, you know, linemen being cut and signed and released, Cody Ford, he, he stood around, you know, he stuck around for, for quite a while. Quentin Spain's gone. Wyatt Teller's gone. Um, you know, Williams has gone at right tackle. Uh, we switched them over to guard a couple of times. Like there was so much shuffling happening at, at the line of scrimmage on the offensive side. And, you know, it, it's, it's all about familiarity. I feel like that's something that, um, sometimes it's hard to find. Uh, sometimes after trying something different for so many hours and so many months, you finally realize what makes sense. Uh, go back to what you're familiar with. And, and maybe there was just an honest conversation between Cody Ford and the front office where he was just like, look. I, I need to get back to someone I'm familiar with, um, get back to my roots, hopefully, you know, play right tackle again or left tackle. I just want to play tackle. Um, you know, look, looking at Cody Ford's, you know, situation, I, 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 I feel bad for him that everything kind of soured the way it did in Buffalo with so much talent. Um, but, you know, you look at what he's had to deal with injuries and then being flopped all over the line of scrimmage. It, it just wasn't fair to his development. Um, some things he could control, some things he couldn't, but I respect his character at the end of the day, after being benched and started over and over again, left and right, just, just in a, ro- a roller coaster situation in Buffalo. Um, he had a tough beginning and I hope the best for his career. Cody, if you're listening, thank you for everything you've done. Um, you know, listen, now, now we got Bobby Hart, in, in, in the situation here and, uh, what a hell of an off season and preseason he's had, uh, must've boiled over the trade. You, you can't deny his heart and effort, um, sealing, you know, the edge. I, I, 
I don't know what else to say. Like everything they asked him to do on the offensive line, he's, he's delivered. Um, he's developed, um, you know, and, 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 and that's the hard part, right? You got a guy that you drafted. Now look at the whole situation at large, a fifth round pick, right? Um, you didn't really sacrifice too much as far as getting Cody Ford, Cody Ford on the field, but you know, you wish after holding him on the team for a while, he would eventually develop it. This goes to show you, um, undrafted or drafted in the first round, second round, whatever. It's all about situations and how players either react or respond to those things. Um, are they going to react immediately and, and kind of be off kilter? Are they going to respond with character and, and really focus on their craft? Who knows? I mean, I think we're going to really see who Cody Ford truly is when he goes over to Arizona, uh, meets back up with, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, and we're going to see. But, you know, talking about for, you know, the beginning of the podcast, we talked briefly about Tavon Austin. This might be a short podcast, fellas um, and, and ladies. But look, I, I, I really was hoping that the Bills could find a way to fit him in here. But it seems as though they want to still see what they can get out of Stevenson. Uh, he's coming back from injury. Also, Khalil Shakir is a steal. Um, th- they just felt as though there was no more room for another veteran receiver uh, to take over at, 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 at the wide receiver position. It And I feel like it all comes down to um, this scouting team. I mean, I, I raved about it last week. Like, they have done progressively better and better at drafting. Um, you look at the Cody Ford situation, but then you look at Spencer Brown. Right. You look at uh, Devin Singletary, but now you look at James Cook. You know, it's 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 interesting how parallels are starting to happen and you're seeing, okay, they're still drafting at these positions, but they they're trying to upgrade. They know what they need to do. They're trying to get better and better and better. Um, Right now, the Bills are in position to develop one of the most, if not best, young receiving cores in the NFL going into this season. Dawson Knox, I still, I still believe he's, he's obviously in that, in that young player talk, although he feels like a veteran already. Um, Knox, Shakir, Davis, McKenzie, and now throw Jamison Crowder in the mix, who hasn't been in a solid situation since he began with Bug Eyes in New, in New Jersey. I almost said New York there, sorry. Um, look, it, it's, it's all about consistency, and I feel like that's something that the Buffalo Bills have been searching for for a very long time. How can we get consistency back in this building. We haven't had it since the 90s. Um, what you do is you hopefully, you know, invest into players at different positions that can help you build. You need building blocks. You need a solid foundation. A good old quote from back in the day growing up, you know, uh, you know, a castle built on sand is obviously, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is, doesn't matter who you fit in the castle, doesn't matter, um, you know, what, what kind of silverware you buy that's over, you know, couple thousand dollars or you know what you spend on the furniture it doesn't matter you can talk for days and days and days on how the castle looks you know what's inside of it what it consists of what year it was built guess what it takes one storm and it just collapses it's gone out into the sea the bills are trying to build on a solid foundation of players and they have it they finally have it now there's just a couple more pieces that are preventing them um, from really getting to that next level. And I think it, I think it's going to come down to, uh, you know, developing this this young talent and really bringing, um, I, I think it's going to come down, obviously, to the offensive line with the run game. 
Um, as much as we want to say, you know, James Cook and Devin Singletary are, you know, definitely going to have a good season. I, I look at the situation at large and I'm saying to myself, when is when have the Bills since the Brandon Bean era began had an extremely well-coached um, and developed offensive line? I feel like, I mean, coaching kind of goes both ways. You can have the coach, but you need the player to reciprocate um, with that. So I do think that the offensive line is a big issue that the Bills have been struggling with for quite a while, but it's easier to stomach when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, when you have weapons on the outside like John Brown and Stephon Diggs whenever they were trying to figure things out, Cole Beasley. And now it's almost as though the Bills are trusting their young talent. And this is is what I was talking about before. I said to myself, this was a a couple of months ago we talked about on on the podcast, this will have to be the year, I believe, that Buffalo has to truly believe and also hold um, their players, their young players accountable. Like, look, guys, we want to pay you in the future, but you have to produce on the field. Matt Milano got his contract because of that. Um, Tredavious White got his contract because of that. It's one of those things now where the Bills are in position to, you know, pick and choose as they will. But it's going to be interesting to see just what the Bills do as far as cuts now, right? I mean, going back to this, um, so many players that have become, you know, every player, it seems, on the Bills have a freaking nickname, even if they're literally third string on the list, um, fourth or fifth at that point. You know, uh, you know, touchdown Jesus. He scored, I don't know, one touchdown since he's been on the team uh, in a regular season game. I, I, I don't, or maybe two, maybe two or three, I don't know. But the fact is, like, we give these guys names, we fall in love with them, but hard decisions are going to be made. We'll see, do they fit him at the wide receiver group or do they trust him um, as a special teamer? Um, There's a lot of guys we can get into, right? There's a lot of situations. You look at the situation at running back now. Duke Johnson, is he expendable? What about Zach Moss? Are we trying to trade him? What about Devin Singletary? What if someone's offering up a second-round pick or a third? Do you release him at that point and believe in your other guys? Is Zach Moss that more trustworthy? I think the running back room for cuts is going to be something that can literally uh, make or break us going into this, um, you know, first stretch of stretch of the uh, of of the season. I mean, the trust factor has to be there. I feel like you have the trust with a guy like Devin Singletary. You have a lot of question marks with Zach Moss, but you love his ability. You have highly invested into James Cook. So obviously he's going to make the roster, but then you look at Duke Johnson. He is great when it comes down to short yarded situation. Who else do we have besides Zach Moss that can really do that for the Buffalo Bills? And you have Raheem Blackshear uh, coming out of nowhere. Does he steal a spot? Um, Maybe he starts returning. I, I don't know because they let go of Tavon Austin. So maybe they do. Maybe they do trust this young guy undrafted coming on, coming on the field and just, you know, shredding things up. It, it's, it's a weird league. It's, it's, it's an unpredictable league. There are things that you cannot really pinpoint on how it's going to work, how it's going to happen. Fifth round picks become superstars in the NFL. Fourth round picks, six round picks, seven round picks. It, it's it's really all about situations, situations, situations. That's one thing I will always respect about Bill Belichick. He preached that. And I think that the Bills are in a situation right now where they kind of just have 
not too many question marks, but significant question marks. They have to figure out, okay, we're stacked, but how do we build upon being stacked versus we're stacked and then we have to let go of someone and then we're in the same merry-go-round, right, going into next year. I know we're all tired of it, but you look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say it right now. I believe it. I have done plenty of homework statistically. I've done plenty of homework on, on what other teams have, depth, you name it. Like the Buffalo Bills are the deepest and strongest team as a roster right now to make a Super Bowl. I think this year will all completely come down to coaching. Because a lot of teams have talent. But if you notice, some teams that don't have a ton of talent, but have solid amount of talent, have greater coaching than other teams in situations. And that is the most frustrating thing to watch. I mean, you're sitting there as Buffalo, watching the team from Cincinnati, Ohio, march down the field against Kansas City however they wanted. Once they were, when they were down, and they took over the game and won it. Their defense played solid. They got pressure. They don't have a superstar at the defensive end, but they have someone solid. The Bills now have zero excuses. Okay, so we're going to pinpoint uh, this year's excuse on potentially uh, muscle soreness or you know potential injury with Von Miller. We can't. We can't because we've already invested heavily into the defensive line at several other positions on the defensive line. Shaq Lawson's still there, right? Boogie Basham is, it took on number 55 for Jerry Hughes. So now what? Even if he goes down, like he said, Bills are still a Super Bowl team. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe that the Bills are a Super Bowl team without Von Miller. I think they are now. They needed a superstar at the defensive end. But yeah, I, I think they can definitely still make the Super Bowl um, if the chips fall correctly and the coaches outcoach other coaches because it seems as though every time we face Andy Reid in the playoffs, he just has he has Buffalo's number. He knows everything they're going to call, how they're going to call it, situationally everything. The wrinkles aren't enough. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this season pans out. Going into this weekend, uh, it looks like very little, according to Sean McDermott in the most recent interview, very little to no starters will get any playing time this weekend. He says he just wants to rest them. So definitely the main the, the, the main names, we're probably not going to see him. Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Josh Allen, Von Miller, uh, Ed Oliver, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, possibly Kyrie Elam, uh, Taron Johnson. You know, guys like that, I, 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 I'd assume they're comfortable going two and one in the preseason <laughs> if need be uh cer- certainly i would um I, I think i think we're good i think we're poised for an amazing uh beginning of the season but it's all about it's all about situations and how the bills handle this um i'm excited about it you know i, I can't wait see I, I would love to do a big prediction for the 53-man roster but i don't want to just go so deep into that and then it's ass backwards when they actually, you know, release all of that. I'd rather respond to this um, once preseason's over and have a really good discussion next week. But guys, thank you again for joining me before this weekend. Um, guys, it's, it's going to be so fun to watch the Bills play. 
uh, you know, these second stringers and third stringers, you know, duke it out and just leave it all out on the field to try to win a position. It's going to be, it's going to position on the 53 man roster. It's going to be awesome. Um, but guys, thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Again, I'm your host, Steve Vega. You can follow me at Buff Hub on Twitter um, for those of you who have not already. And yeah, I'm very responsive. Um, I, I love, you know, doing polls all the time. I've been in contact with uh, several beat reporters recently. I'm excited for the season to start. I have not been featuring anyone for a very long time because I believe working on my craft as a podcaster. And uh, I think the best way to do that is to challenge yourself. So my goal, and I, I finally, I, I reached it, <laughs> was to uh, go the entire offseason with zero, maybe one or two, but I didn't. I mean, I literally went all on my own this whole offseason. No features. Uh, so thank you for bearing with me. Uh, as we went through the growing pains together. <laughs> but guys, I'm excited for this season. A lot of features on the way. Um, fellow Buffalo Bills podcasters, other team podcasters, beat reporters, you name it. I'm excited for the season. Uh, to all the first responders and military out there, thank you for everything you do. I am one of you. I support you. Thank you for all that you do for our countries and our communities. Guys, stay strong out there. Enjoy this weekend. Go Bills.